Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy market developments in these extraordinary COVID-19 times. My name is Richard Svarsson and joining me today is Anna Trubovic of Grid Singularity. Anna, a warm welcome to you. Thank you for inviting me. How are you doing? Are you are you based in Berlin these days? Yes, I'm based in Berlin and I'm happy to have a stateswoman at the helm. Uh, <laughs> so all, all very well organized here. Exactly. And uh, yes, we all feel very calm as a result. And how, how are you coping in, in these coronavirus times? Well, we are essentially an IT company. So for us to work from home uh, in a distributed fashion is, is not as difficult as for some other businesses. So in fact, uh, one could say that the, on the back end, that the productivity may, level may even have increased because they have flexible hours. Absolutely. No, that's quite um, an interesting development, I think, and maybe something we can we can talk about a bit later. But let's talk about the blockchain sector. And, you know, several years ago, there was a lot of noise about blockchain. It seems to have gone a little bit quiet in recent months over the past year. But we had a very recent announcement by Tenant. Was it last month or was it in March in terms of using blockchain in, in balancing the grid? So from going from pilot to a realized project, how would you evaluate how blockchain is being currently used? While much of the noise earlier related more to the financial speculation around it and the cryptocurrencies, in fact, since then, uh, significant progress has been made uh, to implement the technology in the real industry. And the project that you have mentioned and some others are some real projects that are being rolled out. And uh, it is fully recognized that while it's not the single uh, solution to the energy uh, complexity, it is definitely an important uh, part of it with the challenges that are brought about by the distributed energy resource management. Could you highlight some of the other projects that are, have come to fruition? There's a lot happening with the coronavirus situation and also, you know, with the noise of the blockchain seems to have dissipated a bit. So could yes. you highlight some of the other key projects as, as you would see them? Sure. I believe on one hand, uh, COVID has highlighted uh, the need for distributed management, where blockchain is certainly uh, one of the most important solutions solutions. Uh, so in that sense, uh, it has come to further support uh, projects that are initiated in this area. And, you know, the same could be said for generally all projects and solutions that are geared towards energy transition and solving the climate change challenge. And we can see the same resounding voices in this direction from the key politicians, especially in Europe. At the same time, realistically, there is also a financial challenge in that we see a lot of funding going into recovery, going into just generally economic development at, at the more broader level rather than high tech uh, innovation. So there will be always a financial balance there to be made as to how much one can invest in new projects, uh, realistically speaking. So while there is a declaration that there will be a lot of support and that that will not change, there may be also some constraints as a result of the crisis. And, and, and we have yet to see the, the impact on the full macroeconomic situation in Europe and globally. So I would be cautious there while most of the proclamations have been very optimistic and very supportive of uh, green uh, innovations. And of course, we're fully part of that uh, mission as a company. And, and as you're aware, I'm also one of the founders of the Energy Web Foundation. Our company is a co-founder. And the Energy Web Foundation 
is on one hand seeing a rise of projects, especially among corporates. Uh, at the same time, to be honest, there is also a concern about startups and whether they will be supported to go through this crisis as some of the initiatives are still at an early stage. Not all are commercially already viable, like uh, you know, solutions that go into grid balancing or solutions that go into green certificates that that you and I have also talked about sometime earlier. So when money's tight, that may impact some of these these startup ventures, you you think? Yes, absolutely. And uh, I believe that there is a lot of focus, at least by the European government, but also globally, to see how they can uh, support startups to survive this particular moment and to keep developing. And then, of course, there you also have to have a balance uh, between survival for the sake of survival or really supporting uh, solutions that matter, which should be the case. And it's not always easy to judge, but that is a matter more of public policy. Whereas VCs you know, now can uh, invest uh, probably more favorably than months before. So perhaps they could also take advantage of the situation where, again, uh, one should still be fair to the startups because you want them to be incentivized and to continue developing. Uh, so it will be definitely an interesting period uh, across the board, not just in energy, not just in blockchain. But blockchain being an, an early technology is definitely a concern uh, for those early early innovation startups. And as for corporates, I truly believe that uh, you know they will continue with their blockchain projects because it is a useful solution and because this is also an era that has made everybody accelerate their digital transformation. So finally, it's happening. It's happening in education. It's happening in health. It should happen in, in, in energy as well. And if you look at the different hackathons, uh, many of them actually have a blockchain component, especially in health. And there is a, a rising uh, concern about you know, authenticity and fraud in, in, in the whole supply chain. We see a lot more concern there, and blockchain could certainly be a solution. So I actually see it more developed in other industries as a result of this crisis. And in energy, hopefully, the projects that have already been initiated will be accelerated and, and made available in, in the next year or so. So how do you think blockchain will help reshape the energy system in the post-COVID world? COVID or not, we already had the problem to which we needed a solution. And we see also a link between COVID and climate change. And, uh, you know, of course, studies are still to be made, but there are certain, you know, already some studies looking at level of pollution and the level of infection and, and the correlation. And therefore, there is also heightened concern about energy transition. So, so that is the umbrella that we're working in now post-COVID. Uh, otherwise, all of those projects needed to happen just because while, uh, you know, different solar panels or, or other distributed energy resources are very beneficial to the, to the environment, they're also very difficult to manage. And with blockchain, you have an option not only to manage them in a way that's more effective and that is less straining on the resources and that reduces the congestion, but you're actually more optimally using those resources. So you're optimizing the renewable resources and contributing further to the um, energy transition. So, so in that sense, this is uh, an area where there are a number of solutions. Some companies are looking at hardware integration and hardware products. Some companies are looking at the grid balancing and then the, the grid management level. 
we as a company are trying to create local energy mar marketplaces that connect to the wider grid and that are the interface to really mobilize a different type of distributed energy resource management. So rather than resetting the energy system you know, from start, it's more fast-tracking the progress and the projects that are already underway, in a sense. It's streamlining and, and better management and optimization, yes, rather than it is a different way of doing things, but it is an improved business model rather than a completely new one. Although in the energy system, this could quite significantly change how we see the market. If you're looking at it the way we're looking at it, which is bottom up, then everybody comes to the same level, you know, an individual with a solar panel and a utility and, you know, a vendor and uh, they all work together. Blockchain as the, the great leveler here. In terms of the regulatory framework, do you think the crisis and the post COVID-19 world and the challenges we face once we're out of out of this situation, do you think that could boost the sort of regulatory framework for, for blockchain or is that already in place? One fantastic development in Europe is the new Green Deal, which has opened the door to energy communities where the EU has been very progressive, but it has also left it to the EU member states to prescribe the details, uh, which are, of course, very important. So, Depending on how progressive some of the EU member states will be, that could be a framework to really push for new solutions. Now, there, my, my fear more comes in relation to the priorities and the attention that they will be able to pay to this type of regulatory innovation as opposed to some more emergency measures that are related to COVID. Anna. Perfect. Thank you very much for joining the Montel Extra Pod today. Thank you. Nice talking to you today. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Well, listeners, that's all for today. Remember to tune in every day at five o'clock CET on covid19.montelnews.com via the Montel website and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please remember to tune into the Montel Weekly as well every Friday, where we'll be bringing you all the relevant energy market news and updates. Thank you. Bye.